Did you know Game Raven is going to be doing a 24 hour stream on July 31st, starting at midnight Pacific Standard Time for the Seattle Children's Hospital? And if you don't know, you know now. For every $100 we raise, we're going to pie a raven in the face. One of the Game Raven people, not a bird raven. So make sure you're there. Make sure you're donating it. And if you can't, just spread the word and join some of our awesome streamers. Hope we see you there. Welcome to the Game Raven Review Podcast. My name is Sam, and I am joined by some very talented individuals today. And we're going to be discussing some of the games that are coming out this summer that we're really excited for. And before we get into all of that, let me introduce my guests. Starting off with Kingdom, how are you? I'm good. Thank you. Glad to have you. Uh, Puppet. Hey, hey. And Sarah. Hello, hello. And Taz. Hey, oh. Thank you all for being here today, and we'll be right back with What Are We Playing? Welcome back to the Game River Review Podcast with one of our main segments of What Are We Playing? Whether it be indie, whether it be mainstream, doesn't matter. Um, let's start off with Puppet. What have you been playing? Well, I have been super busy with all the real life stuff. So I have just been playing Animal Crossing. Um, I mentioned a little while ago that I, um, restarted my island and that's been really fun. So, um, I've just been playing Animal Crossing and then I'm still going through Ori in the Blind Forest, um, which is a great platformer, um, that I've talked about before. So just those two, not a whole lot. Right. And Kingdom. I recently got a Switch, a Nintendo Switch. So I've started playing Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory. Um, and uh, one of the classics, uh, Super Metroid for the Super Nintendo. Because um, most of the classics are available on a Nintendo Switch. Um, I'm also playing um, one of my favorite Metroidvanias called Time Spinner. I finished it last uh, year but I started streaming it on Wednesdays on account of pride because there's a lot of queer representation and poly representation in Time Spinner. Uh, so I'm a big fan of that. Um, and aside from that, I'm also playing through both Final Fantasy VII and Final Fantasy VII Remake in parallel to compare them one chapter at a time. Nice. What do you find between the differences between the old OG Final Fantasy VII and the new one? Uh, there's uh, at first there doesn't seem to be a whole lot. It seems very subtle, but over time, more and more differences uh, crop up. There's um, they're adding they added something. Uh, they're building on some a new angle that uh, in the remake that wasn't there in the original. So it's it's interesting to see where they're taking that. Uh, there's a lot of uh, personality changes between the characters as well, uh, especially Barrett. Um, and, uh, Jesse, and that's mostly it. I think, uh, 
most others are still the same so far. Sarah. Well, I'm not sure if you have heard of the critically acclaimed MMORPG Final Fantasy XIV that has a free trial up until level 60 right now, including the Realm Reborn and award-winning Heavensward expansions with no restrictions on playtime. Uh, if you have not heard about this critically acclaimed MMORPG, <laughs> I can tell you about it all day because that's mostly what I've been playing. And uh, Animal Crossing as well, like Puppet. I did not restart my island, but my island was a hot mess. And uh, we are now trying to convert it into a princessy Disney island. Ooh. So that has taken, it's taking a lot of my time. And then just today, I started Cattails on stream. So I played it for a little bit today, and it's a very cute adventuring as a cat. Uh, kind of, I think we were saying that it was kind of Stardew runescape but as cats. So it's a, a really fun game. I'm looking to play some more of it. All right. And Sarah, just for you, here is a check from Final Fantasy. They say thank you for that wonderful advertisement. Oh, of course. <laughs> And Taz, what about, <laughs> what about you? What have you been playing? Uh, this last week, I was streaming um, Destroy All Humans, the remake that is on, or I guess remaster that is on uh, Xbox Game Pass. And holy moly, that game, I played that game when it first released, and I forgot how many like buttons there that, that are needed and how many different things you can do, because you can... like. You know, it, I mean, as the as the title so suggests, uh, you have to destroy all humans. The dialogue in it is very like interesting. It has that kind of kind of strange comedy from like the early two thousands that was pretty prominent. Um, and I think the the kind of like the leader alien guy is voiced by the same dude as uh, Invader Zim. Um, so that's hilarious if you're an Invader Sim, Zim fan. Um, so I've been playing that, kind of doing a little throwback. Might do, might be doing a series on that one. And then for Spooky Saturday, I did uh, State of Decay 2 that I've been kind of holding off on playing. Um, and then I just kind of, I saw it on, also on Xbox Game Pass for the PC. Uh, got into it, and it's actually really good. It's probably like one of my favorite zombie simulator games. It's not so much just like, it's not like uh, Dead Island or... Um, any other zombie game it's 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 very strategic you have to uh you can partner with and it's it's single player i think you can do some like multiplayer stuff but it's single player your 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 encampment people they can they can die you can save them there's different types of zombies you have to drive a car take up supplies um you can promote other things and like certain people it can be like a traitor a warlord a sheriff or things like that but each person has their own like opinions about things so you make you can make enemies you can make friends and it's a full on like world exploring thing so i've been really getting into that so that's been fun very nice and for myself i again have played nothing um i recently got my wisdom teeth pulled out and decided that i was going to sleep the pain away so that was my week, sadly. But hey, coming up next, we'll have our question of the day. Stay tuned.
and welcome back again to the game raven review podcast with a segment that we have that we are doing every week which is question of the week in our discord we pretty much have a question of the day and if you'd like to join our discord you can go to gameravenreview.com and there's a link there for you and the question that we're going to be asking this week on the podcast is do you prefer science fiction fantasy or historical modern genres let's start off with taz i would have to say fantasy mostly because of how gameplay with science fiction or games are like can be can be strategic a little bit complex a little bit not really my my you know my style i do love old school you know knights of the Republic and stuff or star wars any star wars game is great but um i don't like dealing with spaceships and, and stuff in a in a technical way i just want to go around and do stuff whereas fantasy it's pretty simple level up your magic your swordsmanship and just kind of go at it with amazing lore like the witcher series for example it's just like it's it's there's a lot more stuff involved in terms of like story and and, and stuff so I, I prefer fantasy nice and let's go to kingdom uh okay um how about all of the above. I think that's a, if that's an option. Um, it depends on the situation. Like it's sometimes I like science fiction, sometimes fantasy. I really like games that combine multiple genres together. Um, there was one RPG I played a while ago. Uh, I think it was, um, uh, I think it was uh, advertised as a fantasy, but um, I think it's called Arcanum. Uh, I think I, I can't remember the exact name. It's pretty old, uh, but it had both science and magic in it, and you had to figure out ways to for them to work together um, because uh, magic would interfere with scientific devices and vice versa. So that was very interesting for me. Um, I also like things that are based in um, our actual history. Um, I, I particularly like fantastic versions of our history, so like an alternate history with magic in it. Uh, those are very interesting for me. There's one I played a long time ago called Lionheart, which was about, I think, the um, 17th and 18th century if magic had existed. And you could like meet historical characters like Shakespeare and um, uh, that one of the artists, I forgot the name, but um, that was uh, that was very interesting for me as well. Um, yeah, so I, I usually like genres that combine multiple elements together. Right. Love it. I am very similar to Kingdom, actually. Um, I land somewhere between fantasy and historical. Um, but in general, like, you know me, I like, uh, psychological horror games. So, um, and I think my favorite kinds are the ones that are kind of historical, like you're, um, you know, back in time or like you jump back and forth in time. And I don't know if you would classify those as like fantasy because they have like ghosts and like, I don't know, alchemists or like, I don't know, all, all kinds of things. So, um, that's kind of that's what I really uh, prefer, I think. Um, but yeah, it really just depends. I think I can say that I'm not a huge fan of science fiction. I don't think. Um, or like futuristic 
type games. Um, I've never been able to get into that um, genre too much. But uh, yeah, so there you go. And Sarah? So I think I mostly like fantasy, but I also like it with a touch of like historical or science fiction. So fantasy games. I think uh, Taz was saying this where it might be you know, something like The Witcher, where it seems like it could be happening in an historical time or things that are like medieval based, but then have dragons and sorcerers. I love that kind of historical element. Um, same for science fiction. I was playing Raveheart a little bit ago, and I compared it very much as uh, Final Fantasy in space. It had a lot of those science fiction elements. You're on a rocket ship. You're solving these things. There's really cool ways that they're preserving plants and having like greenhouses on the ship. That's really awesome. But fantasy is the main backbone of it. So that seems to be really my preference is just as long as it has a good fantasy element to it. I'm cool with like the historical or modernist being thrown in. I'm also just a big life sim person. So give me something that has the happy qualities of life, like Stardew and Animal Crossing. That's just like set in the present boring day. I'm happy with that, too. So either something totally out of this world or just let me gather flowers in peace. For me, I'm going to pretty much say all of them. Like, I enjoy all these genres. Like a lot of you guys said, like, it, it kind of matters what mood I'm in at the time. Like for science fiction, I remember playing Control and just for like a solid hour, just reading documents and watching videos and not really playing the game because it's like, ooh, look at the lore. Like, ooh. And then it's like, I haven't done anything in an hour. I, I should probably finish this game and do something else. But that, like, I can get tied into that because I enjoy like the X Files of a of a science fiction. Or even throwing a fireball because it's fantasy and yeah, sure, I'm going to try my best in this game, but I might not be good at it, but I'm going to have a good time. The historical and modern, like you said, if it's a touch of fantasy mixed into that, that's fine. You know, for me versus like, I'm not the biggest life sim person. Like I, I love how people love Animal Crossing, but when I sit down to look at it, I'm like, eh, I, like I... I would I would love to watch you guys play because you guys really enjoy it. You, I'm gonna just be here and be supportive <laughs> on your streams and whatever else to be like. Yeah, you go get those flowers, Sarah. You do that. I got my flowers and chickens. That that's even we were talking about playing Minecraft earlier, <laughs> and people are like, I'm building these complex systems. I'm fighting mobs. I'm doing like bed wars, all these competitions, and I'm like, I have a giant farm full of chickens. <laughs> that's what I can offer you. I love it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I remember um, uh, Bro Tuzak, um, who is one of our streamers here. He referenced um, those kinds of games as like chore simulators or something. <laughs> And I've heard that feedback before, like, uh, you know, people feel like, oh, it's like you're just doing chores. And I'm like, yeah, but it's fun chores. <laughs> right. They're virtual chores. And again, yeah. as long as you you all are having fun, I'm having fun. <laughs> uh, but if you ask me to play it, I'm like, ah, OK, I'll play for a little while. And then you can see that switch on the ground. And <laughs> Sam has decided to do, go do something else. 
But hey, if you all want to answer questions like this as well, please join our Discord. Again, you can find that at GameRavenReview.com. Our link is there. And we'll be right back with the main segment of this podcast. See you there. back to the game raven review podcast for our main topic which we're talking about the summer preview basically the games that we're looking forward to that are coming out in the next few months here in in summertime (laughs) and i'll start off with this one um when i saw this game i believe last year i honestly thought it was just a movie (laughs) like um this this game looks so good and it is kina bridge of spirits that if you just told me that was a Pixar movie that you can also play, I would agree with you. Like it just looks wonderful. Um, it's, it is pretty much developed by Ember Labs, pretty much two brothers, Mike and Josh Greer, who pretty much started Ember Labs actually as an animation studio. And then a couple of years ago, just kind of started leaning towards playing, like actually developing Kina as a game. And you can see it. You can easily see their animation background in this game that just looks wonderful the characters are well done there's these little creature guys called the rot which isn't the best name to give really cute little creatures but it's like they're cute i'll let it slide like they're adorable i'll call them the rot sure and the rot is actually how you develop your powers because the more you collect the more pretty much they can do and it's again it's just something to look at and be like yeah this is the future of gaming that their studio ember labs i believe has 15 people as a studio some of the animations they say they did outsource to a different studio but again this like if you have a dream to make a game make it because like this this right here is the future to me like as beautiful as it looks as good as the animation looks the fighting looks to just walking around the whole world just looks really awesome Wow, yeah. Oh, they did that. I'm, I'm looking at their website, and they're the people that did... You, did you guys watch that, like, hyper-realistic Majora's Mask, like, YouTube video? Yes. I didn't realize it was them. That's amazing. That's awesome. Love that video. Yeah, now that I'm looking at this game, I thought this game was a movie, too, actually. Because I've seen the trailer for this game, and I got really excited, and I was like, oh, is this, like, a new Disney movie? Like, what's going on? And then I never saw anything about it. So that's amazing. It is gorgeous. Wow. 15 people too? Yes. Wow. And if you all are interested in it, the game comes out roughly in about a month. August 24th, 2021 to PlayStation 4, 5, and Windows. And let's now go to Sarah. All right. So... I'm really excited about Button City. So if you've played, has anybody here played Ooblets before or watched anybody play Ooblets? We saw it at PAX, yeah. Yeah, we saw it at PAX and I got to meet Rebecca um, at a PAX a while ago. So sweet. Oh my I gosh. So such a cool concept for a game. <laughs> yeah, so one of my best friends is obsessed with Ooblets. She plays it all the time. She named a mushroom after me. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. so seeing this, it's another really cutesy game. You are play. it's by the same devs. You are playing as animals 
and you are doing little like arcade games with them. So there are ones that are racing games. There are ones that are kind of based off of like DDR rhythm games, but I'm guessing with a regular controller. And it just, it looks really super duper cute. They describe it as a colorful, low poly narrative adventure game about a fox and his friends banding together to save their local arcade. So you're saving an arcade through playing those arcade games and the little quests that they have. Um, it's out August 10th. They have a demo and they're actually, they were at PAX East. So they're still doing, I don't know if they'll still be doing it by the time that the podcast is out, but they're doing like merching game giveaways on their Twitter right now as well. So if that's something that's up your alley, but it's from Subliminal Games and it's on Switch, PlayStation, Xbox, Steam, and it's going to be in a few different languages too. So they're really getting the word out it looks adorable if you like pastel colors and cutesy animal crossing type stuff definitely up your alley and i also wanted to mention these ones don't have official dates but i have them all lumped together because they are all freaking adorable animal games there's also clousy which has a demo out but no release date and that one is about cute little fluffy puffy cloud-shaped cat adventuring as well as Little Kitty Big City, another cat adventuring game. And I just loved it because on their Steam page, their deadline, their release date said that cats don't have deadlines. So I'm looking forward to when that comes out, but I don't think it'll be out this summer with that saying. But it's just really cute to keep an eye on. Oh my gosh, these are amazing. I'm so happy right now. I found the cutest games for this podcast today, so I'm just, I'm very excited for them. Wow, we are blessed by you. Thank you. Like I'm watching the trailer, and there is a drifting section for some reason, and I'm like, this is, this is adorable. Like, this, and again, it, I do get, like, Animal Crossing kind of vibe from it, I guess, as well, of, like, the little characters I hear. Yeah, the personality. They're very like adorable characters, like Animal Crossing type games have, but it's not just a life sim like Animal Crossing where you're running around doing whatever you want. Like there's actual like games and context to it, which I think is really nice, especially for somebody where just looking at a cute life sim isn't really enough for you. And Taz. One of the games that I'm looking forward to is Tribes of Midgard, you know, because you gotta love some, uh, like, like little little Viking, little Norse stories that have been kind of trending the last couple of years. Um, it is a, it it's kind of like a top-down RPG a little bit, not maybe not directly, but at an angle, kind of like a, if anyone's ever played uh, Albion Online, kind of looks like that, kind of the same vibe. Um, but it's not necessarily an an MMO. Um, giants have come down, and you gotta. It's kind of like almost like uh maybe i would i would think have the mindset of like uh shadows of the colossus you gotta go you gotta go take down these giants um either by yourself solo or with a team of 10 uh, people online um and then you can customize your viking you can upgrade your weapons um things like that um and they even have like uh uh kind of like a good roadmap of um they'll have limited time seasonal events throughout the game's existence once it launches. Um, so that's cool. I love, I love games with cool events like that. 
um, to kind of participate in and kind of like flex that you were a part of it based on either your cosmetics or your abilities or something like that. Um, and this game does, co- and it's developed by uh, Norsefell and published by uh, Gearbox Publishing. Uh, and it says on Steam that the release date is uh, July 27th. So we don't have uh, too long to wait for that. I'm looking at the trailer here. The designs on some of these enemies are amazing. Yeah. Like this is, again, this is awesome. What a time to be alive. <laughs> what a time to be alive. <laughs> like, it's just, I'm just blown away by, like, again, this, this isn't like a triple A, we have hundreds of people. Like, this is, these are indie games, and this is wonderful looking. And next we'll go with Puppet. Well, um, my first game is very different from these. Um, <laughs> it is not nearly as beautiful as these games, but uh, it is called Walk Home. And um, it is a sur- survival horror game that's set in Japan. And basically, you are um, your mission is to get home, but you're being like followed by this really scary ghost type thing and it's it looks super cool because um it's um it's almost as if you like your perspective is uh from like um different cameras in the area and like uh security cameras which is very interesting to me and um it's like at at night and it just looks super spooky and I'm very excited about that. Um, they recommend to turn off the lights, wear headphones, and play. So definitely looking forward to that for a spooky Saturday game. It gets released on August 6th. And um, it is available on Steam. And um, it's made by uh, Chilla's Art, um, which they are two Japanese brothers who make um, uh, Japanese games. So that is uh that's the first one that i'm looking forward to so also watching the trailer for this and this is a big nope from me this <laughs> big nope yeah it it sounds absolutely <laughs> terrifying anything that needs like lights off headphones on <laughs> like, i will play phasmophobia but i play phasmophobia with my ring light on with my living room light on with my hall light on like one ear like off the headphones <laughs> no 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 like i like the not tank control tank controls like that is it's a good way to use again your system that again these are like you said the the cameras on the streets yeah yeah like but also that grainy look Mm -hmm. of it also just like it also creeps me out because i'm like it like oh i'm watching something i shouldn't be watching this is some kind of recording of some little girl getting taken by a ghost oh no and she doesn't seem that be that upset by it though she's just kind of going around in her little (laughs) yellow hat yeah, very brave individual. Yes. But I will give it this. I do like the art style of this, though, because, again, it brings to the ambiance of this game that, again, you are just simple. It's a walking simulator. You're walking home. Make sure not to get touched by the ghost. Yeah, though. super simple. And this does. Uh, it reminds me, again, of, like, the old Resident Evil kind of game. Like, again, with the, the kind of controls they are, how the camera is mm-hmm. set in one space, and you're... You know, you're just having to navigate through mm-hmm. and hopefully make it home. I hope she makes it home. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> yeah, very, very excited for this, uh, like, freaky looking game. It looks very cool. And there's something 
to me about uh yeah this like um film style where it's kind of like yeah you're looking through a security camera or something that makes it feel more real for some reason because i i don't know like i just feel like i'm watching the news or something and you're just like seeing this horrific thing happen and it's like more believable because it's through uh, that perspective so it's like more immersive to me mm-hmm. in a way so yes <laughs> again very different from the previous picks so far oh man all right and kingdom you're next okay um my first game that i picked for this is uh called chinatown detective agency it's um it's a uh, noir detective point-and-click game uh, where you investigate crimes and try to track down uh, well, solve mysteries basically and um, this is one of my favorite genres I really love pixelated detective point-and-click adventure games um, some of my favorite series are like the Blackwell Legacy was one of my big ones that I really love um, Unavowed is another one which is more uh, well both of them are supernatural but uh, this one, I don't think it's supernatural. I think it's more uh, sci-fi. Uh, the description talks about uh, it being a, a explore a rich cyber noir future of mystery and intrigue in a world inspired by Blade Runner, the da, the Da Vinci Code, and Black Mirror, which is a really interesting combination. Um, it's made by uh, General Interactive company it's a, a game company from singapore um and um i think the game is also set in singapore um yes and okay so the gameplay itself i think it's going to be just i haven't played the demo yet so i don't know for sure but based on what i'm seeing in the trailers it sounds like it's going to be point and click where you gather information and put them together to solve mysteries and you travel everywhere in the world uh, like there's like a ton of different uh, like you can actually see the global map and uh travel to different locations there is a you have a cell phone i think you can call numbers to uh call contacts and things like that there's a also a feature where if you run out of clues and you're stuck you can actually do Google searches and stuff like you can actually do internet searches in real life and use that information in the game. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah. So there's, it says, what happens when the clues dry up? That's where you come in. The mysteries of Chinatown Detective Agency require real world investigation, whether that's an online search for an airport code or tracking down a mysterious coat. You're not just playing a detective, you're becoming one. I think that's really cool. The only other game that does this that I know of is uh, Secret World, um, The Secret World or Secret World Legends. There's two of them. Um, They both do that. And yeah, so that's really cool. But on the flip other side of this game, there's also the aspect of not overworking your people. So the detectives, they have like energy and time and you have to balance those. So if you push them too far, they will not, they will probably be too exhausted to function or maybe get themselves killed if they take too much risks. You also get to recruit people 
to become part of your team. So I'm guessing there's going to be different skill sets you have to deal with. It's a, it's very, it has a lot of depth than I've ever seen in any detective game so far. I've played quite a lot of them and this is, this seems to have taken it to a whole new level. So I'm very excited about it. Um, it's coming out, it says summer 2021. They don't have a specific date, but I'm hoping it's going to be in the next few months. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, one of our uh, Ravens, uh, Henry, he was streaming the demo for quite a bit. And um, like you just said, and when I was watching him stream it, it was very, very in-depth uh, of all the things you can do. And like, you kind of, you kind of, it, it's it doesn't really necessarily hold your hand, but it gives you all the tools to kind of figure everything out. Um, and the art style looked always pretty sweet, like that kind of like, uh, neon uh, pixel. Yeah, that's wonderful. I, I love that part. I love that aspect. All right, and I will be going next with a game that I'm going to spell and then say the how, how it is pronounced. It is H-O-A and it's pretty much pronounced as Hua. It is a Vietnamese word that means flower. Um, I came across this game by one of another raven that we have here. And looking at Wah, there is a seven-minute um, developer-narrated gameplay with a Sun Tra, who is one of the developers for the game. I just want to give her a small shout-out to say her voice is very soothing. Like, listening to the seven minutes, I'm just like, oh, this game looks nice. And I also want to take a nap because it's just a really well-done narrated gameplay where you're like this little dude. Like, you're... I don't even know what to even call it. It's like... <laughs> You're a little person who helps, who gets help from insects around him. So when you look at the gameplay for the seven minutes, there's like a a big horned beetle that you have to help out, and he helps you out. And if you run too fast, he'll get discouraged and stop walking behind you because you go too fast. Oh. You have to go back and get him, and he's like, "All right, I'm coming now." And then if you go too fast again, it's like he just stops. Like, all right, well, <laughs> you're going too fast. And just looking, again, like going to the majority of the games that we have here, again, this is a small Vietnamese studio, and it's, again, it's just really pretty. Like, all these are just really well done. And again, like this gameplay that you look for, Wob, again, just looks good. Like, it looks polished. It looks like something I want to play. And also, maybe even see like a, <laughs> a movie out of, because this character is just so adorable for me. Yeah, and it says it's hand-painted art, which is very cool. Yeah. Yes. Again, like, looking at all these talented people, and, like, it's, and it's just amazing. Like, all of this, again, again, this looks like a movie sometimes. You're looking at, like, I'm looking, walking at the gameplay as I'm talking about it, and just going through it. It's just, again, a little fellow, I want a plush of him. Like, I just want to make sure that, again, he is safe, or they're safe, just to... Make sure everyone gets home safely. Yeah, this is such a cozy game. Oh. And again, the bug friends, they're just here to help. Like, again, if you need to bounce somewhere, again, like you said, you, ha you have like your big beetle friend you can kind of like drag out of his home and be like, hey, I need your help. And he'll come and help, help you out. You have little bouncy bugs that are like, yo, I'm just kind of chilling here. But yeah, you can jump on me. That's cool. 
Like, like even the dialogue where it's kind of like just chill. It's like, hey, bug friend, could you move? All right, cool. I'm sorry. I was I was in the way. <laughs> and those and they'll just move out the way. Like this is just a cute game. That again, if you have the time, again, HOA, just look up the trailers for it. Again, watch the seven minute um narrated gameplay where again it's just again just pretty to look at um this game also will be coming out on ps4 ps5 and the switch and the release date is august 24th so again about a month or so away this game is so perfect for the switch it really is like looking at this game and the switch and the thing that just came out also with the pc gamers that you'll be able to take on your own like, this is just the perfect kid sit down, play said game. Like, just have a good time. Like, I don't have to worry about anything, you know, I don't want a child to play or even <laughs> as an adult I'm playing. Like, it's just so cutesy. And I like cutesy. You'll, mm-hmm. Everyone will learn this after a while that I will be drawn in <laughs> by good art design and cutesiness. And Sarah, what do you have next? Yes, so next up, I have Chris Tales. So it's an indie game that's based off of a classic JRPGs. And it has like turn-based fighting styles. It's by Dreamsome Incorporated. And looking at this game, it's a very beautiful art style. I don't even know how to compare it to anything. It's cutesy, but also sharp and bright colors, which just seeing it, I'm automatically drawn to it and going, whoa, this is really different for a jrpg but i kind of love it it's a dark fantasy like kind of back in time medieval-esque game as well which is really cool and that's from the devs being based in columbia so they're bringing their heritage in there's those art styles there's that architecture that you see when you're looking through what they have um it has a really unique combat the visuals are awesome and even just looking at how the combat is laid out the like normally when you have a jrpg and that turn base you just have like a plain little like menu that you select from which you know your girl loves final fantasy i'm also playing through final fantasy 7 it has a lot of that i love it but these are in hot pink and you're scrolling through them and they're like on the sides of your characters which i think gives it a really unique and modern twist to it as well and this game is Chris Tales is out tomorrow, so it'll be out on July 20th. So by the time you are hearing this, uh, it'll be out already. And it is on the Switch, the Xbox, the PlayStation 4 and 5. It is going to be on Steam as well. I think it's it's looking like a really cool dark fairy tale fantasy game, which feels kind of straight up my alley. So it's definitely one to look out for i just i'm in love with that art style it it seems like a bunch of like very brightly colored emotes but in the best way the main character here chris bell 10 out of 10 i love them already her whole design are is like all their designs are again spot on and just beautiful to look at i want this to be some kind of animation that also comes on like saturday mornings that i can watch and like the game mechanic of the time, that's awesome. Yeah, it looks it it looks unique, but at the same time, like it feels like something I've seen before. Like I feel like I've like watched this like on Cartoon Network as a kid. 
it's giving me both nostalgia and like modern feels and that's very difficult to do. Yeah. I don't know if you guys have ever seen She-Ra on Netflix. Such yes. a good show. But that's this is giving me like She-Ra vibes right now. I just want to point out like the time mechanic they use here where they need to get like an obstacle out of the way. And so you have past, present, and future where they pretty much plant a seed in the past to then go to their present self to then have like a vine help them get over an obstacle that's really good to me like that's i don't see time mechanics work that way at least not in the games that i remember on top of my head so i'm like seeing this like that you can do a lot with that it's a very creative way to bring in time rather than just having time being a time skip or just oh you go back in time so this doesn't happen you're purposefully making something by going back in time gotta put that on the list if you want to try to pre-order it, uh, Sam, you got a little bit of time. Y'all watching the podcast, you can go order it. But watching, listening to the podcast, you don't watch podcasts. <laughs> they could be watching it on like Spotify on their TV. They could do that. Yeah, you could look at the Spotify logo the whole yeah. time. You know, live a little fancy. <laughs> All right, Puppet, what do you have next? Well, I have another one that is, again, very, very different. Um, uh, two, actually. Um, they're kind of in the same uh, style. Um, the first one is uh, uh, Tartarus Key. And um, this one is uh, psychological horror coming out. Um, and it is basically you are um, this person, Alex. Um, and you wake up in this mansion, very, very reminiscent of amnesia. Um, and this mansion is like full of really dangerous traps. And there's other captives that are in the mansion with you and you have to go find them. Um, and there's like different endings to this. Um, and you just like uncover a bunch of secrets and you solve puzzles and um, it's very, it, it says that it's reminiscent of escape, uh, escape room games and, uh, you know, it's full of really bizarre scenarios. And so that's, I'm all about that stuff. I love, I love complex puzzles. I love, um, you know, psychological horror and so on. And, um, it, I, I also really enjoy that this, like, it relies more on puzzles and the plot rather than like a combat or like, uh, chase scenes. Um, I know that some horrors, like, they they do a lot of, like, jump scare chase scene type of stuff, but, um, and I do enjoy that, but personally, I really like the whole, um, like, bizarre puzzles uh, and having to rely on your wit to get through rather than how fast you can run. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm, I, I'm very much looking forward to this one. Um, it doesn't have a release date yet. But um, it just says that it's coming out soon. So um, I just had to mention this. Um, and it's by Vertical Reach. And um, they are a two-person team over in Portugal. And the art style on this is really interesting, too. Um, because, again, it's, like, very reminiscent of, uh, like, early horror games. Um, and so I really love that they kind of kept um, within that art style. Like, it's not... If you were to see this game, you're like, it's it has that like uh, nostalgic feel to it as well. So, yes, very much looking forward to that one. The other one um, is 
also uh, reminiscent of amnesia and it's called in sound mind and um it is uh an imaginative first person psychological horror um that has like frenetic puzzles and boss fights and um really cool music to it as well um and basically you um are someone who is uh, again trying to escape and um the environment around you like starts to take on like different shapes and you discover like other people again other victims of um this uh weird chemical that is like broken out everywhere and um you yeah uh you just start to like hallucinate and they <laughs> the the thing that really drew me in was one there's a cat that you can pet which is great that is in the game with you <laughs> um but two it says um uh traverse a series of unsettling memories as you journey within the inner workings of the one place you can't seem to escape your own mind and i i love games like that um that's why i loved amnesia because it's um you you're trying to escape this physical space but in reality it's like the place that you're really trying to escape is within your own mind um and i love the the layering of fear um that happens there so there you go again here i am puppet master with all the scaries <laughs> very different from the cutesy games <laughs> i mean one person's cute can be someone else's scary you know those those aren't exclusive you can Spooky can be scary too. Now these mannequins in this um in in sound mind can go. Um, <laughs> like I, it's something about like dark room and there's just a mannequin pointing at you that just like no, just right take me now. Oh yeah, no, no, thank you. Oh, no, uh, but this looks awesome though. Like this, oh man, like it kind of gives me like PT vibes a little bit, but like just turned to like a thousand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, there's just so much going on in this, and like just the trail looking at, like there's so much going on, and so much that you would have to play this in the dark with headphones on to jump scare, and yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And it it says the trailer says it comes out August third, but um, it looks like they changed the release date recently to September twenty eighth. Um, and I don't think I mentioned who it was by. It's um. It is uh, by We Create Stuff, and they're based in Tel Aviv. They're a small team in Tel Aviv. Um, yeah, it looks like a really complex um, game. And uh, yeah, I need more of that in my life. All right, Kingdom, you're next. Okay, um, my next one is called Book of Travels, and it's by Might and Delight. I really like their name of their group, Might and Delight. Um, and it's uh, the description says it's um, join Book of Travels and become part of a unique social role-playing experience that doesn't hold your hand, which um, I find very interesting. Um, I'm I'm really into role-playing games that are actually role-playing, um, especially when it's an MMO. Like if an MMO focuses on if they give importance to the role-playing aspect, I'm really interested in that because there's not a lot of them out there. Um, it's, um, it looks fantastic. It looks very, uh, the sceneries are, it's like from hand-drawn postcards, you know, it's just, just so beautiful and so detailed. Uh, so what I get from this game, uh, from the description is that you are 
playing a character that can travel from one location to another and travel throughout the uh, throughout the world and basically create a book of travels, uh, like a record of all your travels. Um, they say that you don't actually meet other players very often. It's going to be few and far between. Uh, so your chance encounters will be something special. Um, I know other MMOs have tried to do this and doesn't really work very well. It doesn't have a good balance. Uh, so I'm interested to see how they execute it here and how they balance that. Um, because if it happens so, like if it just uh, doesn't happen often enough, it can get boring. So it's like there's a very delicate balance there. I want to see how they execute that. Um, it says pick one of 20 plus forms. So you can have 20 it's basically 20 plus character class, I suppose. It's by form, that's probably what they're meaning. Um, and you have, um, you basically create your own story by the actions you take throughout the game. Uh, you don't, it sounds like you don't have any specific goals. You, if you, you you travel because you choose to travel, but you're also taking risks because you are a mere mortal and you're living in a world of fairy tales. So you could, there's a lot of things that can kill you. So you need to be mindful of that as you, when you take your risks for tra uh, to travel. So you uh, can't communicate directly with other players. You have to use symbols and you learn symbols by encountering features different features of the world so when you visit a city if you've if it's the first time you're visiting a city you will gain the symbol for city so only after visiting a city can you ever talk about a city um and you need to use those symbols to i don't think it's it's kind of like a sign language of some sort using um using runes but i'm not sure exactly how they executed that it sounds very intriguing to me um your skill sets are not necessarily for battles or anything like that but it's they are there's about 300 plus abilities and they are range from magical skills and passive feats to different social skills um i don't i don't i can't find the section that details that social skill aspect but um that's what i read when i originally read about it um yeah, and you can travel together with other people, with other char uh, other characters and other players. So, um, but you have to communicate with them using the symbols. So it's it sounds really interesting that there's a it's a bit of that charade thing going on, like the same dynamics that go into that um, that game where you can't speak but you have to explain what you're thinking. A little bit of that dynamic is going in here. Um, and I think that is very um, underexplored. Like it's not explored very much on video games, at least. Um, what else can I say about it? It's made by uh, My Tender Light. Website looks fantastic. They have really nice work environments. Um, and about, I think, it's a 20 people thing. Um, they're based in Sweden. Yeah, this looks just gorgeous. This game just looks gorgeous as well yeah 
Um, and I really like the butterfly effect, you know, like um, it truly is a role playing game where your story is going to look so different yeah. from other other people. That's so cool. And you'd have to face that fear that, you know, that people, they in the ancient times, you, you couldn't just up and travel anywhere. You had to be mindful of the risks. Yeah. Also gives a replayability, too, because, again, if I make a decision this time, I'll play the next time, I, I'll do something different. You can have a numerous amount of gameplays with this and have so many different endings. And, and again, just looking at the backgrounds of this, again, I, I'm a broken record. It's beautiful, though. Like, like these watercolors just look amazing here. Goodness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I am next. And the one I want to talk about is Death's Door. Um, it is developed by Asap Nerve, which is a two-person team. Um, and also, like a lot of these games, also comes out tomorrow as of recording on July 20th. So by the time you guys hear it, it will already be out. And hopefully you're playing it. Death's Door is, again, a running-gunning action-filled game where, again, you were a crow. I thought it could be a raven. I got a little excited, but... Sadly, it's a crow. Like, it is the cousin of the raven who is tasked of pretty much getting rid of some of these old souls that decide they don't want to move along. And again, it reminds me of Hades. It reminds me of a lot of these kind of top-down action-y. You're kind of thrown into a world and you have to fight them off. And just looking at the gameplay, looking at him with his, like, little lightsaber. <laughs> like... It's adorable. Like, it's adorable. It's beautiful. The action and just the change you can do in between fighting, where I'm slicing, I'm throwing out projectiles, I'm using like my grappled hook to swing over to this other side and to see all the different combos and things you can do. There's a parry system. Like, it's, it's something that, again, I, I enjoy. Am I good at these games? Not as much as I would like to say I am. But I enjoy them so much because there are there's so much to do. There's so much that you have to again pay attention to. It kind of is like a demon souls in a way where it's like these enemies are hard. And you see the puzzles that you get to play, like just again, it just looks good. Like it's like it just looks like a polished game of my little crow friend who decides I have to have a job in the afterlife. So I'm gonna take take the souls. Hey, you gotta move on. Yeah, the combat looks really good, too. Like, I feel like I can feel all of those hits. And that's what's good about a lot of these games where, like, like again, the comparison like to Hades, where I feel when I press a button, he is responsive, we're moving, we're going. Like, there isn't delay, there isn't anything that is lagging behind. And when I look at this game, I see the same thing where, again, like, it, I, can, I can feel my sword being swung by I press a button. The jumping, the slashing, the dodging, like all of that just looks responsive mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. just gets me excited to play this game. Like, oh, uh, the role looks so good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. And again, this comes out again. By the time you guys are hearing this, it will already be out, but it comes out on the 20th of July. Uh, let's see here. It is going. It is a, again, quote unquote, Xbox exclusive, but it is also on PC as well. So if you have the time, I say, again, look into it. It looks really good. All right, Sarah, back to you. All right. This next game I'm going to be talking about is really different from all the other ones that I've talked about. 
Uh, this is Eldest Souls. I actually got asked to talk about this from one of our other reviewers, Primera. Uh, so I'm going to get through this. You're going to hear it and be like, Sarah, this doesn't sound like a game that you would normally promote. But it actually does look pretty cool. So if I didn't absolutely stink at games like this, I probably would try it. So Eldest Souls is a fast-paced boss rush Souls-like with a pixelated art style from indie developer Fallen Flag Studio. Souls veterans and Souls-like fans will have this game on their list. So while combat seems really straightforward, dash through attacks and counter with charged attacks, there's a skill tree that is more likely to win players over and it makes it a little bit more unique. So there's three different categories of the trees. So there's an agile play with the wind slide, Offensive play with Berserk Slash and a counter parry and deflection play. So there's a whole bunch of different ways that you can play. The art style looks pretty cool. It looks very like classic. And I was reading some of the reviews for it and it was basically saying like, this is a great game if you want to play like the hardest game ever. So that sounds very terrifying for me, but I know there's lots of very intense gamers where this would be up their alley, very like cool armor styles and things like that. It'll be on July 29th, so coming up very soon. And it's on pretty much everything Steam, PlayStation 4 and 5, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, Xbox Series X, S, all of it. So there's no price, but it's out very soon. It, I think, uh, is it Bro Tuzak that really likes games more in this style? Yeah. I feel like there's some, but yeah, I was going to say, I feel like this would be very up his alley. Oh, for sure. Yeah, he would totally be down for this. Yeah. And I, I like the the dark art style as well. That's so, so cool. And it it's, uh, is it pixel art as well? Yeah, it's like a dark pixel art. And a lot of like the cover art looks very cool. But then the game is in like pixel style, which I really like. I like when they have those fancy art styles to go with it. And the game's pixel, I like. I wish I was better at games like this because they look really cool. And I'm excited to, I'll probably watch somebody else play it and read the reviews for it. But I know if I tried to pick it up myself, I would just be very frustrated. Like looking at the trailer, which is also just hilarious, of this character just dying over and over again. Because they, they want you to get in your head. This, this isn't one of your... I'm going to just play this game and I'm going to have a good time like this. You're going to be frustrated. Like you said, like this is going to be one of those, like you're going to die several times, like a demon, a dark souls kind of thing. And again, I, you guys can't see me, but watching this trailer, I just had a really big smile because it's, again, it's, it's one of those games that again, am I good at them? I'm decent enough not to get too frustrated. But I like the challenge of it. Like, I like to see the role. I like to see him fighting enemies in his little hood. Because, of course, he has a hood and a big buster sword. Why wouldn't he? Like, I love seeing, again, just the... Like, even just looking at this where he has, like, a... Like, a stenoma bar. Where I'm sure I can upgrade that eventually, I hope. Because right now he only has three. And the way he's walking around, I need more than three. Yeah, he looks like the coolest strongest guy ever he looks dope like all like again the art direction that they have here is beautiful like one of the enemies i just saw called the watchdog he's a big like probably 18 foot dog person with like skeletons on his back because of course i have a skeleton on my back like 
Like, this is the theme of this game is, yeah, there's some skeletons. Yeah, there's a guy with a big buster sword. There's going to be a knight. And this is going to be just a fun game to play and get frustrated with and then walk away for like five days and then be like, fine, we're going to finish this game eventually. Yeah, the uh, Xbox review called it a, a difficulty that will make you cry. Ah. <laughs> so uh, definitely seems like if you want the hardest of games, you play this one. Again, something that I will watch and I will take joy in watching how frustrating it is. Um, because I love watching these kinds of games. Like I will make my husband just sit there and be like, play this game where you're killing all these things because I can't do it. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you want to be a really cool guy wielding a sword, and I like to, like, it's kind of a cutesy but dark pixel, but like obviously not cutesy because you're you're being a cool violent guy. It it's just it's a very it's a welcoming type of art style that's very beautiful but at the same time it's like you are just slashing people up right it's like you're a really cutesy skeleton i'm gonna remember that you're a skeleton demon thing though but you're really cute though it's very pretty like you're sitting there attacking these like 20 foot like demons or whatever they are and it just it looks so beautiful and like clean and inviting oh yeah so definitely man all my paychecks are gonna just be buying games (laughs) it is a good summer coming up for games it is it is all right taz what do you have next so uh compared to uh 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 sarah's just mentioned game definitely polar opposite it's called uh lake developed by gamius i believe i'm pronouncing that right um and is takes place in 1986 and you are Meredith Weiss and you are taking your taking taking a little vacay um to help your dad um uh in your hometown you kind of leave work you have to leave you're a social or excuse me uh, a software developer uh you know hustle and bustle big city and you want to similar to similar to the beginning of you know Stardew Valley you're like now nah, I'm, I'm piecing out here gonna do a farm but very different uh gameplay wise you are the new the new male person and because uh, your dad was the mailman so you drive around in his truck and you kind of see familiar faces meet new people because this is the town you grew up in um but the interesting part is that you only have i don't know how uh the time is in the game or how long a minute is in the game or how long a day is in the game but uh it says that you have it it's um two weeks experience two weeks of branching story that doesn't shy away from a slice of life themes um and uh the release date is september 1st and in the game it takes place on the starts september 1st 1986 um so that's i, I like i like it when games kind of do that kind of kind of mirroring real life a little bit um but you can you know, you choose some after work activities, hang out with your friends, help out your neighbors or stay home and read a book, you know. Um, and it's just so you definitely choose your own adventure, determine your own story. And the time limit is very interesting because, again, you only have two weeks. So I wonder if like it adds to replay a value of like, OK, what if I what if I was just a shut in all two weeks? What does the ending look like for me? Or what if I win out and like maybe can, can you skip out on work? I don't know. 
just like maybe you can be a jerk or like a really nice person i don't know but like you can experience like explore those different things and experience um experiment with different types of social situations and the game itself looks beautiful because you can cruise around in your little little uh little uh mail truck just chilling go on walks carry packages deliver stuff talk to people um and it just looks it looks very very unique and very amazing um and that comes again that comes out september 1st so a little bit towards the end of summer but summer nonetheless yeah watching the trailer for this i i immediately thought i don't want to do anything and i want the game to punish me for it <laughs> like like i'm seeing her like deliver packages and stuff. like no no no. i just i want to just drive my car because like if it is real time like, i don't to drive the vehicle around like yeah, i'm just gonna drive around i'm gonna drive yeah. around for the next two weeks waste the gas get maybe get paid can i get fired <laughs> you know like that's it's so awesome like again the things you can do in, like from what it looks like from this game where it's kind of up to you if you want to play it safe, you can do it that way. If you yeah. want to rebel, again, rebel <laughs> and just do nothing, which I'm sure hopefully leads to like, so Miss Mail person, you, you, you have to go. <laughs> like, you've not delivered any packages for the last month. <laughs> yeah, does like your dad get disappointed at you? Like, you know, it's, right. it's, it's, his, like, it's his route, but can you just be like non? He'll just like, well, you know, I, you're a bad child. Like, go away. Get out of here. <laughs> You know, child of mine. Child of mine can't deliver packages. Like, jeez. Get this. Oh, that'd be the greatest ending. Like, get disowned ending. <laughs> oh man, but it looks awesome, man. And lastly, puppet. All right, I'm gonna end my series of games that I'm looking forward to with a cutesy game. Um, it is called Bear and Breakfast, and it looks adorable. Um, basically you, um, you are a well-meaning bear and you're trying to run a, a bear, a bed and bear and breakfast, a bed and breakfast (laughs) in the woods. And, um, you're this bear named Hank and you find this abandoned, abandoned shack and, uh, you have to be creative, uh, in order to turn it into like a money-making bed and breakfast, um, for the unsuspecting tourists. And as the business like expands, um, you learn more about the forest and it's full of mysteries and such. And um, you soon like uncover this deeper plot. Um, and it's I don't know, it just looks it it, it looks like it's going to be my next cozy game for sure. I just love that it's bears. Um, and I love that you're like, um, I don't know, running a, a B&B. But there's also like a bit of like underlying sinister mystery to it as well. Um, I'm very excited for that. So uh, this game is coming out on the Switch, which is probably how I'm going to be playing it, um, but also for the PC as well. Um, and it doesn't have a release date yet. Um, it just says to be determined. So it should be um, at some point um, this year. So there you go. I love the Bears character like design. It's just so simple. Because uh, I'm looking at it on the Nintendo uh, page, and you're right, a little bit sinister. Like he's talking to like, some ghost fox thing, and they say, "Beware those who enter the dark woods." If you're just trying to run a little bit bed and breakfast, why? The- <laughs> he's like freaking out and sweating, and just like, like, why are you there? Why does why does the bear need to be there? 
but I guess we'll find out. But it looks amazing. Yeah, and the fox has like fire coming out of its eyes and such. Yeah. Like <laughs> I know. I was I was looking at this game earlier and I was thinking, when does the bear hibernate? How does the bed and breakfast run when it's hibernating? Oh. <laughs> And and then I was thinking maybe this whole thing is his dream while he's hibernating. That could explain the weirdness too. Already some fan theories happening. Mm-hmm. Cool. Oh. Oh, I love his design. I love his little hat. It reminds me of um Gravity Falls. I don't know if, if you all watched that or not. Yeah. Like Dipper's hat. Like just <laughs> and then also like the spookies <laughs> like things behind his bed and breakfast. Like, yeah, it's yeah, this is a fox with like glowing eyes. Eh. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, don't go back there. Apparently, we're not supposed to go back there. Why would I do such a thing? Yeah. Yep. I I like to call these games the spoopy cozy games. Yeah, the bear looks like Seuss from. Um, yeah, that's it. From that's, the yes. show. Yeah. Uh, adorable and also probably very helpful. Yeah. Oh man. I want to say thank you all for tuning into the Game Raven Review podcast. Again, I have been your host, Sam. You can find me on all social media under Sam Set It DFW. And let's start off with Kingdom. Where can they find you? Hey, Ravens. It's Puppet Master N, your new editor. As I was editing, I noticed that Kingdom Balance's audio at this point gets a little wonky. So instead of putting you through that, I decided I will just jump in here and uh, tell you about them. Their name is Kingdom Balance, and you can find them on Twitch. They are an amazing streamer that streams indies six days a week. And again, that's Kingdom Balance on Twitch. And Sarah, where can they find you? You can find me as Sarah Sweet B at pretty much any social media, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch. I'm on Twitch at least two days a week. YouTube, I just started up a YouTube channel, which I'm really only posting Twitch VODs on it. But basically, if you can't find me on there, I don't want you to find me on that social media. So Sarah Sweetbee, wherever, whatever. I'm chill. And Puppet? That's Puppet Master E-N. And I am also on all the socials. Um, and I am also on Twitch. So I stream on Friday evenings on our Game Raven Review Twitch channel. And then on my own channel on Saturdays and Sundays. And I've been doing some uh, pop-up streams uh, here and there. So come catch me uh, there. I do also want to give a shout out to one of our amazing, amazing writers and supporters, uh, Primera espada 91 um they uh contributed to this podcast quite a bit and um you can find them on youtube twitter and twitch as primera p-r-i-m-e-r-a espada e-s-p-a-d-a 91 um go give them some support they are a whiz uh when it comes to finding really cool games and uh supporting indies and lastly taz Yes, uh, you can find me at TazTDevil3 on all forms of social media. I do stream on Twitch every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. And then I do stream on the Game Raven uh, Indie Twitch channel on Wednesdays. Um, I do a lot of fun stuff. I'm a variety streamer. We have Spooky Saturday, Two Player Tuesday, kind of whatever's popping on Thursday. Uh, but I hope to see you there. 
And as always, you can find us on Twitter and Twitch at GameRavenReview and GameRavenReview.com. And also, if you can, join our Discord. Until next time, have a great and fantastic week.